It is a, another great day here in the western edge of the Diocese of Tulsa, Payne County, and you have tuned in to the Pastors of Payne here back in town, back from his I missed little, you all. I missed your, you. The three I day- was gone last week. I actually had a uh, semi... Uh, Desert day sort of No, I was gone, yeah. I was gone, and then I went to a meeting. You know, like when when the bishop calls or when there's a meeting with the bishop, right, as a a priest, Mm -hmm. like that, it moves very quickly to the top of the priority list. Cancel everything. So we had procrastinated slightly or, you know, our schedules didn't really, especially with the beginning of the the OSU school year, Father Carey's schedule, it gets a little tight. And so we, uh, anyway, we had planned for Friday, and then this meeting came up, and so, but Clayton Caldwell, good job, Clayton. He did better than you have ever he done. Did. Uh, whoa, whoa, did I say that loud? Um, Clayton was good. It was on, uh, I listened to it. It was on uh, evangel- the evangelization of culture, mm-hmm. and really beautiful, because he was, he was, he talked a lot about St. Paul VI and Ivan, Evangelii Nuciandi. His uh, the the uh, apostolic exhortation from 1976, which my, we're reading as a staff at my parish, and it's just amazing. And then I've been reading this book or listening to this book by uh, by George Weigel about Paul the kind of the history. Ooh. It's sort of a 19th, 20th, 21st century history of the church, mm-hmm. and anyway, a huge piece on it. So I right as I was listening to the podcast, I was listening to that book on Paul the sixth, and I was inspired to evangelize more. Whoa. As I hope, everybody all of, should. All of you are. Everybody should be inspired because that's the only option. I feel like I've just been preaching about it nonstop, and I'm just gonna, and I'm not going to stop. Yeah, it, it, it's the, it's the only option. It's why the church exists. The people's like, I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. Well, you know what? People who are spiritual don't evangelize. Right. What do they do? It's just this narcissistic, like, I'm going to take care it's of just, myself. Yeah, it's all about me being fed and me being... Yes, like, yeah, how church, am I they, being taken... The faith is meant no. to be shared. The, the faith grows when it is shared. So Yeah, and the I there think the, there's the idea that, like, I think some people may think that, you know, evangelization is sort of like a fad. Like, oh, it'll... Now this this priest, you know, maybe talking about me. Oh, th- he talks a lot about evangelization, but you know, and next year he's going to talk about something different. Yeah, that's kind of our theme for the year. And then next year, next year we're going to talk about service. No, <laughs> I mean yes, we are talking about. We're going to talk about all of that, but it's not a yeah. No, it's not a theme. It's the reason I preached about this last weekend with the with the readings from Matthew chapter sixteen and Peter and upon this rock I'll build my church. You know, that evangelization, yeah, is the reason we exist. Correct. Christ founded a church, the Catholic Church, for a, for a purpose, to make disciples. So let's go. Let's get and after That's it. the purpose of our podcast, too. Is it really? Well, I mean, it gets the word I, out. I thought we were just hanging out. It's, it's that. And paying, it's that, too. Paying Pete FM there's to fun, let us hang out. There's a fun, a fun aspect to it. Um... I've heard a lot of people say lately they really like the length of the podcast because I think there's other podcasts which are longer. You know, ours, we're 29 and a half minutes. We get, as they say in Spanish, agrano. We get right to the point. Get to it. Um, And so it's, you know, as we've talked about, you know, it's a a walk, a run around Boomer Lake. Uh, You're walking to, you know, 15 minutes. uh, You listen to the first half on your way to work Uh Mm -hmm. and the second half on your way home from work. And and that's our goal. We're not we're not you know we're not doing major uh, theological dialogues here. No, 
for I hours t- and hours. But- I tell you, like one of your friends in Tulsa shared it with one of their friends in Western Illinois. Oh. And so a student showed up and said, oh, yeah, I listened to your podcast. I was like, wait, what? You're mm. from Illinois. Uh-huh. Yeah, we get it. I think it's about a fourth of the listenership is from outside of Oklahoma. Wow. Okay. A lot of Texas, California, mm-hmm. you know, Guam, Turkey. Guam. I'm Tur- just kidding. Well, th- we, we do have uh, alums that are in the military yeah. that are in different places yeah. around the world now. Anyway, we encourage it. So spread the, spread the word. Spread the word. It's very exciting. One of the uh, one of the things we need to uh, get out to the good people of God, especially especially your parishioners, but Ooh. but also other people who are out there in listening land, who are thinking like how like my kids they need good holy friends they need yeah, they, they need do. to build uh, this life of friendship. Remember those four things from Acts two forty something or other. It's it's not just the teaching of the apostles. It is. It is the breaking of the bread. It is uh, this community. Also, there's this necessity of like this these friendships in in the Lord Jesus. We Christ. were made for one another. Yeah. Right, yeah. man and woman are made for relationship. Yep. Okay. So to the, love uh, and to be loved. So Saint Francis Xavier, west side of town. It's the you know when yeah. it was it was made when that church was built. It was to be the family parish of Stillwater. So it's adults and little kids and the elderly and the sick and the homebound. That's their parish. Yep. So they know yep. like Spanish speakers. Yeah, Spanish speakers. All, all different demographics. Catholic Charities is now oh, yeah. under the uh, umbrella of St. Francis Xavier. Yep. yep. So all of that is trans. What what's going on out there? I live across the parking lot, but it's this sort of uh, no. <laughs> mystery that is over there. I got gotcha. you. Uh, well, we we have an exciting uh, fall planned uh, for for kids. So I'll give I'll give kind of the big the big picture. So yeah, you know, ultimately, what's the goal of our parish to evangelize? What's the goal of our parish to make disciples? And so that whether you're a hundred years old or whether you're five. We want you to know the Lord Jesus and to make him the center of your life. What about one-year-olds? That's what one-year-olds, one-year-olds too. They're just a little more of a work in progress. Oh, okay. Just checking. So for here's what, so here's what we're doing. We so so traditionally, what, a lot of times in the parish, and I'm not being critical of this model, um, but this model has not been working for us. And I think parents would agree if parents really think about. it. I think the kids would agree. Even many of our catechists would agree. What we have been doing for kids has been kind of the traditional Sunday morning religious education, RE. Kids come, all the third graders are in a classroom with a catechist, and there's some lesson that is that is taught. They are hostages for the next um, 45 minutes. And it's, so it's very, it's a little more, you know, it's kind of more academic. It's it's more informational. Um, what, one thing that COVID, so I was talking, uh, Father Pratt and I were talking about this uh, just yesterday. COVID is an accelerator. COVID makes COVID is making things develop quickly. I mean, how, you know, we we had talked for a while about like live stream before COVID. We had talked about like live streaming mass as a means of evangelization. And then all of a sudden, wham. when COVID happened, okay, it took us three days to figure it out after six months of conversation. Um, online giving, right? Pre-COVID, people were like, "Yeah, we should probably do that at some point." COVID, oh my gosh, we better do now. this right now. Do it now. And it took us 48 hours to figure it out, you know. Um, so this is actually, COVID has given us an opportunity to kind of blow up our Sunday morning religious education and to and to look at it differently. And so what we're offering, we even changed the name. We're calling it Xavier Kids, our parish, St. Francis Xavier, 
uh, called it Xavier Kids. We made a little logo. It's really awesome. So what we're going to do is uh, every week we are going to... So we're doing most of it online, but with an in-person component. So online, um, we, we are making, we're kind of producing in-house um, online content videos that Whoa. will be for any kid pre-K through fifth grade. And the idea is it'll go out via email through a system called Flocknote, uh, and it'll go to parents. So here's another sort of um, basic principle, right? Parents are the primary educators of their children. Correct. Of the faith, yes. The parents are number one. And so if parents do not teach the faith, you could have the most rocking, unbelievable parish and and program, but if the parents are not on board, the kids are not going to get it. Now, you could also have the most amazing parents, and the parish is terrible, yes. and the kids are still going to get the faith. Correct. Now, what we want to be is rocking parents who are dedicated and, and have Jesus as the center of their life and want to pass on the faith to their children, and a totally rocking parish who's going to help them to do it better. So that's, where we're, that's ultimately where we're going. So every Saturday... Um, parents of pre-K through fifth grade kids are going to get a video. It's about a 20-minute video, and it's a little more like um, it's it's kind of it's like upbeat. There's music, they're singing, they're singing, but then there's like really good content, really good Catholic content um, on the saints, on some like particular teaching of the church, but presented in a way that will really be engaging for kids. Okay, well let me let me ask you, please. So you just turn the video on and let the kids watch it, or so we would say parents should watch it and then. Ideally, watch it with your kid. Okay, but th- I know that's that may not be uh, the reality in many places. So a parent should watch it, and then let their kid watch it, and then coming from that video, then we're gonna we're gonna have with it discussion questions for the whole family. So you, for example, like there's a saint in the video. Each week there's a uh, saint. I think we're starting out, yeah, with the little Therese of Lisieux. Therese of Lisieux. Yeah. So then you could do some sort of little art class of Therese of Lisieux. You could figure out where Lisieux is yes. in France. So parents, you could figure out her birthday, her feast day. Wait, wait, her, her birthday is, and Father Kerry Wakulich's birthday are the same day. So you could celebrate her birthday brilliant. and Father Kerry Wakulich's exactly. birthday, which is. You can all can look as dates, Impo- Gregory, important Nancy dates. And- uh huh. Uh huh. So yeah. So parents uh, will get they'll get the video. Okay. And then they'll get discussion questions. Got it. Which then we hope will be sort of fodder for discussion all throughout the week on the way to mass, over dinner, on their way to school, whatever it may be. Um, and then there's we're also going to include um, some supplemental material. So this is supplemental th- material. So those parents who want it. So so let's say let's say the, the lesson. Is, is something related to St. Therese. With that will come, you know, like a biography of St. Therese and like this, you know, a story of a soul, which is the, her, the life of St. Therese. Now, you have five we're not, years. Five year olds are going to be we're reading. We're not going to have a first grader reading story of a soul, but for the parent who says, dang, who is this Therese of Lisieux? Oh my gosh, where has she been? Now the parent, you know, can go, can go yes. deeper. And there's also kids' books on St. Therese and, and all that. Well, picture books. Yeah. So, that's sort of phase, sort of the, the first first phase to get kids um, kind of discussing, to get kids some knowledge. But but our goal is this is the kind of the phrase we're using. We want Xavier kids to be not so much informational as transformational. I know that sounds sort of trite and no but, no no because there's that le, what Saint Paul says. Let us be, be transformed. Yeah, it can't just be head. It can't just be head knowledge. Right. There's plenty of like really knowledgeable atheists out there, right, who can tell you all about the life of Jesus but have never been converted. 
And so we yep. want this conversion to come about in the life of, of, of our kids. Okay, so that's so that's kind of that can be done anytime during the week. So we're gonna send it out oh. on Saturdays. But that's kind of the beauty of it. So parents, they can do it. You can do it on Sunday mornings. You can do it on Wednesday night. You can do it you know, whenever whatever that may be. Yep. Um, whatever's best for the life of the family, because parents are the primary educators of their children. Um, and then the other piece is on Wednesday evenings. Um, so we have adoration all day, adoration of the Blessed Sacrament all day Wednesdays. Okay. Uh, so what we're encouraging families to do is to come physically to the church, certainly for Sunday Mass, but also on Wednesday nights from 6 to 7 for adoration. And then also at that same time, we have confessions going on. What? So Father Robert and I are going to both be there, so we'll be able to kind of handle the handle the crowd. Okay. So we're, the way we talk about it is from 6 to 7, you know, you mentioned kind of the need for community, the need for friendship. 6 to 7 is friendship with Jesus, the vertical dimension, right? You you yep. and the Lord, your family Ooh, and yeah. the Lord Go on. In, in prayer. And then from 7 to 8 in the parking lot, community what? with each other. Six oh. to seven vertical, seven to eight horizontal. Okay. Uh, friendships with each other. Um, now we're going to do that all, in a, you know, with appropriate spacing and and masks and and all that. But we're going to have a little food, a little music, just an opportunity for parents to get to know each other, and for kids to see each other. Maybe who are homeschooled, maybe who are going to school online and are not around other kids. They're going to have that opportunity mm-hmm. to to kind of be there for each other. So that's what we're doing pre K through fifth grade. And I'm pretty excited about it. What do you think? Uh, wow. Yeah. That's some really good stuff. Uh-huh, we wh- like it. We're, we're fans. It's uh, well organized. Uh, it, it has the, I, I think it also, it's, it's organized and you give parents a material and they could teach a swath of stuff, like a spectrum of things in yes. there. Like if they get to the something and they're like, well, I want to add this to it. They can like, you know, teach their kid just a little bit. But then it has, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, what do you say? It doesn't put upon the parent like, I have to figure out what to teach my kid. It's the church. Yeah. The church is supplying. This is why we tie to our parishes so we can pay for more employees to do these things, to give you all resources. Uh, I think it's beautiful. Yeah. It's it's going to be, um, I, I can see it's good. there's going to be some challenges to it. Because it's a new way. Yes, and it relies a lot on parents. So I think parents who traditionally, I used to see this a lot, like in, we used to see this in our, in our work at Bishop Kelly. I think sometimes there was a mentality among parents is, look, look, Father, I'm paying you. I'm paying you to religiously educate my kid. Don't be... Don't be sending stuff home for me to do. I'm, you know, I'm too busy. Mm-hmm. And I think that mentality is also in the parish of, look, we go to church and I send my kid to Sunday morning RE so that I don't have to do anything at home. And we would, we would greatly, greatly, greatly push back at that mentality. Um, if, if the parents are, are faithful, if the parents are on board, then the kids will pick it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and this goes to the old, I'm doing a lot of rhyming today, informational, not tra- transformational, not informational, that the faith is more caught than taught. Ooh. It's caught. It's in the home. They, the kids pick it up. Right. If it's important to parents, then the kids are going to pick it up. But also, I'd also say to parents who are listening, um, if it's not important to parents, the kids are going to pick that up. Too. Right, right, right. Um, I so anyway, 100% agree. So that's what we're doing for uh, for for the kids. So we're calling it Xavier Kids Pre K through Fifth Grade. We're we're pretty we're pretty excited about it. Well, one thing I love about like this new idea of of re 
kind of reestablishing parents being the first teachers of the faith is, is that is that that's what parents do in everything. They're the first teachers of how to walk. They're the first teachers of how to eat at the dinner table. Yep. They're the first uh, teachers of how to be polite and forgive one another. Parents are the first teachers of how to use the toilet. They are the first teachers of, do I need to go anymore? Everything. Yeah, yeah. They're the first teachers of everything. And and like when you, when a, a child goes out of the home, I, you know, I, I see it in college, that they take on those characteristics of their parents throughout their life because they, they've been taught from the very formed. beginning. Yes. Shaped, yep. formed, yep. educated right from the very beginning because it's, so it's part of their very life. Like it's like I, I had a buddy in grade school who used to write really strange. Like he would put his fin- his pen between his middle finger and his index finger oh. to write. And then I was, I remember being over at his parents' house and I saw his dad writing and he picked it up from his father. Uh, yeah. So there's all these things yep. we pick up from our mothers, our fathers, and then we make them part of our very life throughout life. And some of those are virtues, and some of those are our vices. vices. Yep. And so is the faith. The faith is then supposed to be in this home. Yes, can it be done uh, at the parish as well, uh, kind of in a in a different way? Yeah, the, the first teachers of the faith. But if you think about it, you know, our Sunday morning religious education, you know, is an, it's an hour and 15 minutes uh, on Sundays um, before COVID. And so we're actually not meeting on Sundays for the immediate future. Hopefully after COVID, we'll get back to Sunday mornings. But, okay, that's what, 30, 30 weeks, 35, 40 weeks a year. So that's 60 hours of religious education in a year via the parish, if you're sort of just doing the minimum. Uh That's not a lot. No. A kid will watch that much TV in two weeks, (laughs) you know, or more, you know. You know what? It has to, to, if if the expectation of parents is that the parish is going to do all of the children's religious education, then the odds of the child growing up in the faith and in love with the Lord is going to be very, very small. Right. Love with the Lord, being a disciple, and entering into the kingdom of yep. God in heaven. Yep. That is... Because right now, they say that's like 75% of Catholics leave the church. And intellectually, they leave the church somewhere around 6th, 7th, 8th grade. Right. So, so we got serious. Yeah, we got serious. So now we have to... We, we bring it back. And I, you know what I, I really find beautiful is when... When college students get evangelized for the first time, they, they like meet the Lord Jesus and they start living a virtuous. They go back and they teach it to their parents, and their parents are like, "This is awesome!" Yeah. Where, where so, has this been? so just just thank you, so thank you, parents other, for doing this. Yeah. So I think our other piece too is that, is that then we're offering um, things for things for adults, um, so that parents can grow in their faith. So we have discovering Christ coming up, which mm-hmm. is a very introductory, um, very charismatic. The charisma is kind of the basics of the faith that Jesus, li- you know, was born, lived, died for our sins, and rose again, and now lives with God forever and walks by our side every day. Right? The charisma, uh-huh. beautiful. Um, so we're offering things for parents to help parents become better at prayer, to help parents um, know the Lord, so then that can then be shared with with their with their children. So the other piece um, is what we're doing for our mi- kind of middle school and high schoolers. Oh yeah. Um, so with COVID, um, it makes it pr- difficult to kind of do what we've always done, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. So we're having to be 
kind of creative. So we're going to meet on Sunday nights, which we always, which we always have done for the last, I think, four years. Um, so Sunday nights, um, middle school and high school, edge, we call it middle school, uh, sixth through eighth grade, and then life teen, which is ninth through 12th grade. Uh, so we're going to meet in person, but it's going to be a lot of outside stuff. Yeah, sure. Um, f- games and, and just kind of and a little food and drink to kind of get things started and get kids uh, meeting each other and knowing each other. Um, and then we're going to move inside for some serious teaching, but we're going to do that in the nave, in the church, Whoa. not in the youth center, so we can spread out. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Then we're also going to be recording that so that those who are staying home Maybe you got COVID, or maybe your mom or dad got COVID, or maybe you were exposed to someone at school. You're not allowed to leave your house, um, or you're kind of as many families are. They're uncomfortable, or they have an coming. illness or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's going to be live streamed, so that from home they'll be able to participate. participate in the in the content. But what I'm really excited about, and this is all coming out of Life Teen out of out of Phoenix, they are really trying to help young people confront kind of the issues of the age. Um, so, for example, the first topic right out of the gate um, is going to be atheism. So our middle schoolers, 6th grade, 7th grade, 8th grade, uh-huh. our high schoolers for sure, ninth through 12th grade, college students certainly, but everybody, right? We all have people in our lives who maybe don't, who don't believe in God. Um, wh- what do you do? What do you do with them? How do you, how do you talk to them? How do you, maybe they want to argue, Right? Maybe they're not only are they an atheist, but they're an atheist who wants to convince you to give up your faith and and follow. How do you respond philosophically, theologically? Charitably. um, And charitably, yeah, of course. Um, you know, to somebody who who does not believe in God. How do you correct you know, what do you do? So anyway, that's kind of our first topic right out of the gate. So it's not this is not uh, sort of mamby pamby. Stuff. How do you make bean plates? Um, right. Well, you, <laughs> it, you know, and then and then later on, we're going to get into issues of sexuality on, on the topic of theology of the body. Okay. Uh, John Paul II's beautiful teaching on the complementarity of men and women, and and all that goes with that. And of course, you know, that's a, I mean, middle school and high school, that's a that's a topic that's on people's minds, certainly on parents' mm-hmm. minds. You know, sort of responding to the issues of the day. So it's going to be really good. It's going to be good content. But again, we the, the need for some of that in person community yes. among kids where, where possible and done safely, you know, masks and everybody and people spread out. Um, and then, but, but really get, you know, getting to really good content. That's really going to help kids to be able to live their faith in our, in our modern world. What do you think of that? Oh, we're pretty excited. We're pretty excited about it. So we need parents to get on board with it. Um, you know, it's, it's new. It's, 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 it's a little different than what we've done in the past, but right. I also think it's going to, I think it's going to be better. It's more Christ centered. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's just, it's just better. And we're going to getting the parents involved and, and there'll be some uh, small groups and stuff like that. It's, uh, it's just starting like from the and ground I up. I hear how excited, yeah, how excited I am about it. And yes. It, it, it seems to be just like starting from the ground up. It's, uh, starting back to the, the basics is ba- what it yeah. is. Because that, that's the way the the faith was always transmitted it was always transmitted uh by by in a way the clergy to the people and and then the people then talked about it with their family and that and then that faith was always transmitted through the sort of the life of the family and like basil the great yeah all his parents and siblings are canonized saints oh dang 
Yeah, Basil the Great, all his family, canonized saints. And the, the, it's, yeah, the fam, the family. It just, it just has to be. I mean, you see it all the time. You have students coming to college, who, it was the faith was not important in their family, and therefore it was not important to them. Correct. Um, it's a rare occasion. It's beautiful, but rare. You know, Clayton Caldwell from from last week, like his story. You know, he kind of really encountered the Lord. Even he'd been to Catholic schools and been to you know church Correct. going. But really had a conversion as a freshman in college. Correct. Um, now I don't know his family, but you know, but I think in, in a lot of families, um, the faith is not the center of their life. In Texas, it's football, um, probably. For some people, you know, sports are their religion. Um, I was, oh, we didn't make it to mass because, well, because we had baseball. Well, your kid uh, <coughs> is is picking Correct. that up. That obviously baseball is more important than. Than the faith. Uh, now, maybe that's been the route your family has gone. Well, here's now here's a year to turn that turn that around. Mm-hmm. And even for parents, sometimes you know to to admit, you know, hey, it hasn't been important to us, but it is now. Correct. And so going forward, oh, yes. you know, we made these mistakes in the past. Going forward, um, the faith is number one. And we're going to build our oh. Sunday around Mass, not Mass sort of fitting in, maybe. Correct, because a lot of these other activities are now gone of baseball yeah. and soccer yeah. and traveling. Oh, a, lot still, a lot of it's still happening. So I think for parents, what we're doing with, with Xavier Kids, pre-K through 5th, Edge, which is 6th through 8th, and Life Teen, 9th through 12th, um, parents have are, are going to be given a lot of material and a lot of opportunity to really engage the faith for themselves and then to do that with their children. And the parish is going to be a support system for that because parents are the primary educators of their children. What a great gift parents have, an opportunity parents have to share the faith. I love it. I really so we're gearing really excited up. about this. We're gearing up. So our community, the uh, community nights, Wednesdays, um, starts the first week of September uh, with Adoration 6 to 7, Communion with the Lord, and a 7 to 8 uh, out in the parking lot, Community with one another. And then Edge and Life Teens start September... That's Sunday. Uh, not uh, like the next Sunday. September, I think it's 12th or yeah, 13th, 13th, whatever it is. So then we've got RCIA starting up for, for adults. Uh, that starts September 13th. Yeah, ours starts um, last, Tuesday, uh, we're, last Tuesday. We're excited. So if anybody's out there and listening and is interested in learning more about the Catholic Church or wants to become a Catholic, you, you give me a shout. You call me. 405-372-6886. You sure that's your number? I don't even know my office number. It's 405-372-6886. That's or email your... me, frobrien, F-R-O-B-R-I-E-N, at sfxstillwater.org. You give me a shout. Let's talk. Let's become Catholic. We already have, I think we're at about, we got about 15 people Whoa. interested already. And where, do they, where, um, where are they coming from? We've got a couple professors, um, some kind of re- recent college graduates who have just moved to town. Um, some spouses, you know, boyfriends, girlfriends, uh, teachers, just various people we've kind of been in dialogue with. Sometimes people just kind of, we had a guy just kind of random off the street, walked in, he met, met with Father Robert last week and was like, we'd never met him before, never seen him before. And he said, I've been, I've been like researching the Catholic faith and I want to become Catholic. What? Well, all right, let's go. Hot so we're gonna, we're gonna help. We're gonna help, and people come, you know, at all different levels. You know, right. people who have never been to church ever, people who maybe were raised in a particular faith and are and are want to come into full communion with with the Catholic Church. 
So anyway, they come in all shapes and sizes, and we love it. And we're just gonna we're gonna be there and try to help them love the Lord and His church. I'm kind of shocked because I'm just hearing about all this. Well, I mean, well, uh, we, we, we have, you know, it's funny. We live in the same house, but we do two different ministries. Yeah, uh, I mean, I know kind of what you're up to, and you kind of know, know what, what I'm, I'm up to. Yeah, but I mean, I, show, I think it shows the the distinct ministries that we're involved in, but also that there's a lot happening in Stillwater. There is. Um, and so, you know, let's go. Come on. That I mean, I think for me, for you to keep up with me and for me to keep up with you would be uh-huh. very difficult. It was uh, when I told you about our 909 p.m. mass changes, which has like boosted our mass attendance by probably 10%, 15%. You were like, what? You just kind of looked yeah, at me nine, like nine. glazed over eyes. And, this and it's whole... hilarious. Every person every, at my parish who I say, they say, what time are the masses at St. John's? And I say, 10, noon, 5, and 9.09. And they, they get this weird look on their face, like 9.09. And then every time I say it to a college student, 10, noon, 5, 9.09, the college student gets a big smile on their face. Uh, it was it, it's so funny. interesting our first weekend how the masses have sort of leveled out, that the numbers are starting to balance Good. out equally. Yep. I just hope people don't wait till 9.09 to show up for mass now. They better Ew, not. They better not. All right, we're going to break out of here. But thank you, everyone, for joining us. Pray for our kids as we begin this great uh, adventure of uh, COVID discipleship and uh, all that it entails. And pray for parents, too. Being a parent in today's world is not easy, and uh, they need our prayers. They Thanks for the, being moms and dads. Need, they need the Lord. All right, we'll be uh, back next week. I think we're going to talk about gossip. <gasps> Whoa. Dun-dun. Tell me more. Tell me more. Have a great week. Peace. Peace.